Welcome to Group Function, where the ProTrue Serrati work together to find good solutions to worthy problems in dentistry with your host, Jazz Gulati. Tuberosity fractures are super scary. Like, you know, when we did the first group function with Chris Waith about dry sockets, Dry sockets don't worry me, okay? When it comes to OACs, yeah, they're a little bit a little bit concerning, but after that episode, I feel much more confident. But when it comes to tuberosity fractures, man, I have to tell you, I am I'm really worried about causing them. And I've seen on social media people posting these photos. You know, I tried to take out the upper left molar, and then the whole premolars and all the molars came out with it. And that is a scary sight. So in this group function, we're gonna ask Chris Waith how to prevent and how to manage that dreaded tuberosity fracture. Let's hit it. Uh, then the next one uh, is, and the last one is uh, tuberosity fractures. Like this is scary. When you see on social media, some, you know, sometimes in the big dental groups, people posting uh, their tuberosity fractures and you see the first molar, the second molar and the third molar come out <laughs> with this massive chunk of ma maxilla. I do not want to ever be in that position. That must be so stressful. And like, how do you even begin to have that uh, conversation? Like, you know, we always warn our patients before uh, doing an extraction, upper uh, maxillary extraction about these kind of things. But never have I ever warned a patient that, look, me taking out this uh, wisdom tooth, I might also take out three other teeth while I'm doing this, for example. It, it's just so rare and unfortunate. Um, so what are the risk factors? Uh, how can we manage it when you hear that crack and so on and so forth? So, I mean, in that scenario of having a big unit, I think if ever you're taking out an upper six or upper seven, and if there's a really tight contact between those three molars... The tooth that you're extracting, just spend a minute skimming the contact points out. So mm -hmm. drill the contact points, make a physical space in between that tooth and the two neighboring teeth. Because then when you elevate, you're much less likely to engage your neighbor and hopefully less likely to put stress on a wider area of alveolus. I think mm -hmm. if, you, if you're just taking the wisdom tooth out, look for the risk factors and you know I, I sometimes go on when I'm teaching that I say I feel bad now about how we used to teach the undergraduates because there was definitely this mentality where you gave them some notes and just said take that out and probably didn't spend long <laughs> enough saying this is how you should take that out and I think upper eights is one of those where depending where you went somebody would have put a criers in your hand or a coupland and would have just said just push back Actually, yep. that, that's a good way to fracture tuberosity because you've got two really powerful instruments. You can deliver a real large amount of energy. And in the wrong patient, it will be energy in an area that's very vulnerable. So uh, low sinus, thin alveolar bone, uh, difficult root morphology, elderly patient, lone standing molar, um, existing periapathology. The more of those you tick, the more likely it is to happen. I think if you start to tick those, change your technique, that would be the main thing. So instead of just trying to push it back, think, do I use like a small luxator and try and push the buccal plate off the tooth so that then maybe I could get my bayonets and forceps in and just try and take it buccally instead of pushing it backwards. Um, mm. I think one easy thing to do, whether you use a Mitchell's or a flat plastic or something, just push the buccal gingiva off the tooth, uh, push the yep. distal gingiva off the tooth, push the palatal gingiva off the tooth. 
And then the logic is if you hear that dreaded crack, what, what you want is to have just cracked the bone and not torn all of the soft tissues. And like if, if you're mid-extraction, the place you want to watch is uh, the palatal side of your upper eight and seven. So as you're pushing um, in the bone, you'll be causing little micro-fractures and then that big crack, that's the macro fracture where you've got an actual break. The micro fractures, you'll see it in the palate and the palate will be pulsing. It'll just be bulging a little bit. And if your palate's bulging in your head, you've got to think, right, so what I'm doing now, I need to not do that. I've got to change yep. whatever energy I'm putting on there. Now, if the tooth's not moving and you see that, that might be the one that you say, you know what, let's stop before it do some yeah. big damage. And maybe in that case, you're, you're going to follow the trauma guidelines. You're going to put like a, a stainless steel, like a, a, a splint yeah. wire on and composite bond it like that, yeah, right? Spl splint it if you can. Uh, get your high speed, drill the cusps off the eight so it's out of occlusion so that it's not going to mm -hmm. hurt when you keep biting on it. Um, refer it on the wait six, seven, eight weeks. Let all those micro fractures repair themselves and they'll approach the tooth a different way. So I, I'd take that buckly if I could, or I may even raise a flap and take some bone away to try and take it buckly. If it's gone too far, if you hear the crack, tooth is loose and it's got to come out. The reason we've pushed those tissues away is to try and make sure that they're intact so that as you deliver the tooth, the tooth and the tuberosity is all that you've got and not like palatal mm. gingiva, buccal gingiva. So the idea is then once the tooth is out, hopefully you've got gingiver either side of your socket that you might just put a couple of stitches in and just pull those edges together so that if there's any oac in there as well or if you want to put a collagen cube in if it's bleeding you've got proper kind of soft tissue support over the top i think if you don't look after the soft tissues you're chasing your tail a little bit then um because then you're really struggling to suture it and you'll already be shaking because of what's happened so it all starts to get a bit messy are you enjoying the Protrusive Dental Podcast? Well, allow me to deliver you even more value. You can now download the iOS or Play Store app for free. Just search Protrusive on your app platform. Now, if you're a true Protrusive and you want to support the podcast, you want to claim CPD for all the listening and watching that you do, you want to get access to exclusive clinical walkthrough videos to make dentistry tangible, as well as a premium newsletter, access to the Protrusive Vault, and the ability to download all the clinical videos and podcast videos so you can view them offline later, you can get all of that for less than 15 tax-deductible dollars per month. So what are you waiting for? Download the Protrusive app now on iOS or Android for absolutely nothing. We've worked so hard on this Protrusive team, and I know you're just going to love it. Now back to the main episode. And then I think tuberosity-wise, even like I think I'm uber cautious when it comes to surgery, and I always expect the worst thing to happen. And even though I do, I still fracture a tuberosity. Not not loads, but you know, twice, three times a year. You're seeing the most difficult patients. You're, you know, referral uh, practice. Uh, you are seeing the the. You know, if any GDP suspects it could happen, they're probably sending it to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So my clientele probably is a prerequisite. Higher risk. Yeah, those. Tuberosity fractures differentiate quite a bit. There was, there's an article in Dental Update a few months ago which was trying to classify them, and I kind of get the logic. There's, you know, there's the small bits of almost gristle stuck to the tooth, which yes. is almost here and there. And then there'll be the gristle and then a larger bit of bone. And then there's the huge unit of bone. And it's the huge unit of bone, and it's really... It's not so much that the bone has gone 
And that's the problem. It's the fact that behind that, you've got things like your pterygoid plexus and decent mm. bits of blood vessel that if they traumatized in a big tuberosity fracture, it's the bleeding that is the concern because actually... Hematomas and internal bleeding. We're going to really yeah. struggle to control that. So if, if ever it happens, I think, you know, do what I said, try and preserve the soft tissue. You take the tooth out. Before you do anything, just stop and just spend half a minute staring into the socket and actually just see how it's bleeding. And if it's normal kind of socket ooze, great. Collagen cube, suture over the top of it, review the patient and just make sure they're okay. If it's bleeding heavily, just have in your mind's eye that that might be something behind the tuberosity, which we don't want to bleed. And for, for them, you, you you know, you may even put Surgicel in, but put something in, suture it tightly. But I think that's the patient that you get on the phone to your local hospital and just say, can you see this patient? Touch wood, I've never, I've never seen that. But that, that's the thing that we're worried about when we say fractured tuberosities. I think, you know, much like we've just said about OACs, most tuberosity fractures are relatively simple. Um, mm. It's just the complicated ones that we'd be cautious about. I mean, the, whenever I see a high-risk patient, I, I do exactly what you're saying. The very first place I start is just dissecting the soft tissue away, you know, buccal, distal, palatal, uh, for that reason. What you don't want is the, the bony complication of the fracture compounded with a, an inability for you to, to tidy that up because uh, now everything looks like a massive soft tissue mess. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, a great point. Uh, and the other thing is that let's say... You, you you hear that crack and now you've got a mobile fragment. Your soft tissue is okay, but actually it's a fair chunk of bone. Maybe not, you know, many teeth, just a wisdom tooth or the second molar and a chunk of bone distal to it, the tuberosity. Um, at that point, I think you're pretty much committed to just remove the entire portion of that um, that loose bit. Or would you say there's any merit in now, maybe a bit too late now, i.e. go back and listen to section elevating because maybe that's one way that we can prevent these things. It's like, okay, you, you didn't section elevate. Now the tooth is loose and the bit of bone is loose. Is it then worth carefully sectioning the roots away, drilling the tooth away so that you leave that bone as some sort of, a, I guess, a, a space filler in the soft tissue? I, I don't think so. I, I think even moving away from tuberosities just just bone in general in a socket if you have some socket bone that is firmly attached to periosteum and if you suture the socket and that bone is more or less where it started then it's got a reasonable chance of surviving as long as you've not traumatized it too much I think as soon as the trauma increases or if that bit of bone is actually quite loose within the socket, you may as well take that because it, it, it's not got um, the constant support and keeping still that it needs for the bone to heal. And the worst thing is that if, if while things are healing, it peels off, either it starts to poke through the gingiva or it just floats around in the socket and gets infected then. I think in the tuberosity situation, of all the areas in your mouth, I, I think that's the most difficult to stick your drilling. So if you're in that scenario, your soft tissues are probably already torn. You're having to raise a flap in an area where you don't really want to raise a flap and use a drill in an area you don't really want to use a drill. So it's another kind of um, avoidance is better than cure. I think if you've got that scenario... Um, make sure all your soft tissues are well out of the way because potentially what's on the end of that tooth is going to be bigger than the socket opening. And then mm. very carefully 
get it out of the socket, watch it for the, uh, sorry, watch it uh, to see if it's bleeding and then suture across it uh, and follow up. Yeah. I think always, always with those patients, give them sinus instructions because there's that chance that there might be a communication as well. Call them the next day and just make sure they're okay. Call them a week later, make sure they're still okay. Uh, I think if you've done that, you've at least shown the patient that you care and you've acknowledged everything. But if there's any complication you don't think you can deal with, nip it in the bud early. Amazing. Chris, you've answered all my oral surgery complication questions. These are the the main ones that we had uh, from our Telegram group. Uh, Are you on Telegram, Chris? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay, so um, you have WhatsApp, right? Okay, so just checking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Telegram is like uh, um, the the, the wiser, uh, sexier cousin of of WhatsApp. Uh, And, uh, and, uh, you know, when when there was a massive outage yesterday, you know, guess what? Our Telegram group was on fire, right? So um, uh, I'll send you a link, download it. It'd be great to have you on, you know. There's loads of, there's like over 400 of us, Protruserati on there. uh, And uh, we got uh, Pav on there giving implant advice. Uh, We got loads of great dentists on there. uh, To to have like an oral surgeon on there, just to uh, give us advice would be uh, amazing but I understand if you're too busy but if you want to join our Telegram group if anyone wants to join our Telegram group it's for the Protruserati it's protrusive.co.uk forward slash Telegram and as long as you have the Telegram app it will take you to your to our group so uh, I'll send you the invite Chris uh, and but anyway see you in a few days in Brighton for the Tubers Congress uh, and thanks so much for doing this really appreciate uh, all those group functions no problem it's been a pleasure well there we have it I hope you enjoyed this group function series all about oral surgery complications please do email Email me, jazz at protrusive.co.uk. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, always love hearing from you guys. And of course, please give this show a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple. Thanks so much, guys. And I'll catch you in the next episode.